Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Rick Jay and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina. Today is Monday, December 13th, 2021. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter, A Vision for You, on page 152, the third paragraph, beginning with, How is that to come about? And reading through two paragraphs, ending with, Love thy neighbor as thyself. Today's readers are Judith S.P. in the 12 Steps, Silvana G. with the 12 Traditions, and our big book readers are Penny E. in the text, Dara L. on page 164, and Larry K. as our backup reader. Our newcomer greeter is Nancy C., and our second hour moderator is Karen K. The share ID for Sunday, December 18th, 2021, is 18,226. OE Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. Overeaters Anonymous is not affiliated with any public or private organization political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Judith S.P. to read the 12 steps. Thank you, Rick. My name is Judith S.P., grateful member uh, and in recovery. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Number one. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Saw through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry the message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Pass. Uh, thank you, Judith. I will now ask Silvana G. to read the 12 Traditions. 
Good morning, everyone. This is um, Savannah, the compulsive overeater, the 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the, to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group out never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Thus, problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should, re- should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA, as such, ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. All right, thank you, Savannah. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, at the end of which I will give you a gentle reminder. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what we've read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you have done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter of Vision for You on page 152, the third paragraph, beginning with, how is that to come about, and reading through two paragraphs, ending with, love thy neighbor as thyself. I will now ask Penny E. to begin reading. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Penny E., and I live in South Jersey. How is that to come about, you ask? Where am I to find these people? You're going to meet these new friends in your own community. Near you, alcoholics are dying helplessly, like people in a sinking ship. If you live in a large place, there are hundreds, high and low, rich and poor. These are future fellows of Alcoholics Anonymous. Among them, you will make lifelong friends. You will be bound to them with new and wonderful ties, for you will escape disaster together, and you will commence shoulder to shoulder your common journey. Then you will know what it means to give yourself, to give of yourself, that others may survive and rediscover life. You will learn the full meaning of love thy neighbor as thyself. Wow, a lot in here, as is every paragraph. 
you're going to meet these new friends in your own commu community. I think that that probably had a whole different meaning when this was read. I mean, when this was written, because uh, they don't have, they didn't have meetings in every corner or every day, morning, noon, and night, like we have. But I did meet new friends in my own community at meetings in my area. Um, and people were dying. I love the second sentence. Near you, alcoholics are dying helplessly like people in a sinking ship. People didn't even know that when they came in. They did not even know that. People now don't even know that they're dying. This is a, a, a disease that will rob us of our life. Uh, emotionally, spiritually, you know, people die from heart attack, diabetes, all kinds of things. And it's really compulsive overeating. Um, if you live in large places, there are hundreds, and there are hundreds wherever we go. I see, I see people. I see people who need help. And there, there, whatever, there's all kinds of people, high and low, rich and poor. These are future fellow of Alcoholics Anonymous. Sometimes I look around with the people that I'm friendly with, and I think, well, what do we have in common? People who look at us think, what do these people have in common? Some are men, some are women, some are old, some are... Uh, young, all kinds of people, but we have an amazing connection. And this is the main thing. Among them, you will make lifelong friends. You will be bound to them with new and wonderful ties, for you will escape disaster together, and you will commence shoulder to shoulder your common journey. I've been doing this for a long time, um, 30 years, and I have people in my life that I depend on. They depend on me. I'm single. I don't have children. And uh, these are, people are my family. They are lifelong friends. Is that my three minutes? Was that a, uh, no, I don't know. no, you still have about another minute. Oh, okay. I heard a beep. I heard a beep. Okay. Um, lifelong friends. Uh, you know, I was in an accident. In, I live in New Jersey. I was in an accident in in Georgia. This is 15 years ago. And in my emergency contacts were three people from the program, my sponsor, my husband's sponsor, and a sponsee. These people gave up everything, lifelong friends. They came down to Georgia at the drop of a hat. They got word at 4.30 that we were in an accident. And by uh, 2.30 in the morning, they were in Georgia. That's lifelong friends bound, bound together because we escaped this disaster. Uh, what a wonderful way to live. And I am so blessed. Every once in a while, I get a little bit um, sorry for myself. Poor Penny, I don't have a significant other. And poor Penny, I don't have any children to help me take care of. But I have people who are there on the spot. So um, I love you all, and I'm going to keep coming back. Thanks. Okay, thank you so much for getting us started, Penny. Before we get our first group of names, just a reminder that although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Please give me your first name only and the first initial of your last name. And who would like to share on what was read today? Chuck K from Georgia. Janice M. Chuck K. Janice M. Melissa C. Melissa C. Rowena K. Uh, what was your first name? Sorry. Rowena. Ro Rowena. Okay. And and your K. first initial last name. K. 
Okay, thank you. Devorah S. Devorah. Leia S. All right, I think that's a good lineup to get us started here. Um, I've got Chuck K, Janice M, Melissa C, Raina K, Devora S, and Leia S. Uh, Chuck K, you're up, followed by Janice M. Go ahead, Chuck. Good morning, Rick. This is Chuck K from Georgia. And for a good period of time, I was doing more taking than giving. At least I thought that was the case in program. I couldn't stay abstinent. I was having a lot of trouble. I was in the middle of the, the way that I acted before. Program helped me change that. So I did a lot of taking. Um, and then something happened. Some miracles began to occur in my life. And I became indebted. I kept thinking every day, you know, there's not many people that have lost the amount of weight that I have. I am, I am extremely fortunate for these things to happen. The awareness of the program, the awareness of my behavior and how it impacts my life. And then I started thinking, well, what do I do to give back? And that was one of the reasons I sponsored very heavily and I gave back as often as I could in my inner group, in my home meeting, uh, as I sponsor. I would take anybody that God put in front of me, and sometimes it was a lot of work. And what I found is the more. I could never outgive God. I could never give more than I was getting. It seemed like the more I gave, the more I got in return. And one of the things, and I'm really glad for the lead share because it reminded me, I had a big issue with my oldest daughter last year, and she wanted to move out west, and she did. And I had a program friend, actually had several, that would offer their homes for her to go to in an emergency. And we've never met. We talk on the phone regularly, but we've never met. And how funny is it to have that kind of friendship with people you really don't know, but because we have that common bond, we can depend and trust on them like people, like none of the other people, including our wives and our husbands and our close friends. We can depend on these people at a level we've never depended on anyone else in our lives. And it's such a blessing and it's such a miracle, but I have to remember I've got to engage. I've got to get out there and, and, and talk to people and share my strength, hope, and experience. And for a person like me, I've got to listen. I've got to keep my big blabber mouth shut. I've got to listen to people so that I can learn things that I need to know so that God can speak to me through these people. So when I do these things and I practice these principles in all my affairs, I am I am just like Bill Wilson did at the end of Bill's story. I am developing a full and happy life filled with people that I love and that love me. And so anyone that is not experiencing that, that is my prayer for you today, that you're able to just pick up that phone and start reaching out to people for help. And if the phone rings for you, I hope you answer it. So thanks for letting me share. Thanks for your service, Rick. Oh, thank you so much. Uh... Chuck and uh, Janice, you are up next, followed by Melissa C. Go ahead, Janice. Uh, good morning, everybody. Thanks. This is Janice M. as in Mary in Pennsylvania, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. And I just had to share because um, yesterday I was talking to my son and I was thinking about how <clears throat> and sometimes I'll be, you know, people will talk about friends and family and I'm like, I don't have any friends. And I, I, t- I, think, oh, I need friends from high school, or, you know, 
But I have so many friends, um, <clears throat> as was mentioned, because of recovery. And, um, you know, I, I was thinking about how people have carried me through so many heartbreaks and, and difficulties in life. And I used to say, I guess I still do, is like, thank God I am a compulsive overeater because I would not have any of the amazing relationships, trustworthy, what was said already, like just the trustworthy, safe people in my life. And the other thing I was thinking about is because of being in the program and, you know, being in relationship with people from diverse backgrounds and experiences, I've grown into a much more compassionate person. You know, I was saying to my husband how much I love where we live because there's so many different cultures and diversity around. You know, it wasn't that way when we moved in, but things are changing. And I'm just so grateful because of recovery. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. Not afraid of change, you know. And, um, you know, I, I think of it as being stretched as a person. And that's always a result of being in recovery and being, you know, just being, you know, in relationship with other people. And also, you know, just being humbled enough to see that, you know, I'm so in desperate need of God, a loving higher power, and, you know, who am I to judge anyone, you know? And um, because of that, you know, and also I think being in relationship with people in the program and in my meetings and, you know, thinking they're one person when they come in and maybe it, like, scares me or it triggers me or something like that, but then getting to know them and seeing at their core you know, what a hurt, you know, loving person they are, you know, and it helps me see that in all men, you know, whether I agree with them or not. And then um, it was really beautiful yesterday. I was talking to my son and, you know, he's going to be 30. He's been through so many horrible experiences in his life. And, you know, he'll admit they're a direct result of his choices. And we were just talking about how um, he's so grateful for everything he's been through because he's the man he is now and that he can relate to anyone and be friends with anybody. And I was just like, wow, that's like the best gift a mom could have. Um, And he said, mom, I don't know anybody that could have, you and dad, that could have gone through that as well as you had. And I thought that is all a result of being in recovery. And being having an intimate relationship with a higher power. Gentle reminder. Oh, great, thanks. You know, because when I'm absent, when I'm clear, I hear God's voice. So thanks, everybody, for being here, and um, God bless your day. All right, Janice M., thank you so much. Melissa C., you're up next, followed by Rahina K. Go ahead, Melissa. Hi, good morning, Rick. Thanks so much for your service this morning. Good morning, everybody. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York, and um, I love any paragraph that talks about friendship and fellowship and defines it um, because uh, I really embrace this idea that um, this program is the language of the heart, and the best work is done when people connect and that real intimate friendship level and and this is not an independent study this is not go take the book and go recover alone and then go because it's impossible you can't practice this program you can't do it in isolation 
And I think for all those years that I struggled thinking, I can't get this. Why can't I get this alone? Why can't I solve this problem on my own? Because I wasn't meant to. You know, we're meant to do this shoulder to shoulder. And what I what I found out um, through my recovery is that my definition, by the way, the book has the word friend in it. Like, I, I can't even can't even count how many times, but it's all over the place. And, you know, what I found out was that in recovery, my definition of friend has changed. And fellowship specifically has a very clear definition. It's, you know, it's, I don't have it in front of me, but I looked it up at one point. It was like, you know, it's people that you're tied to with a common aim and a common goal. And what is our goal? What's our aim? It's about, well, obviously it's about getting recovery, but it's about forming a relationship with God. And so my fellowships, my relationships in recovery, my deep friendships are the ones that helped me find my way to God and that I can also help find their way to God. And I have to say, like, I've had the opportunity to meet and be with so many people in person. And... I have, like, brothers and sisters in this program. I have people that um, when I've had any problem in my life, and I've had a lot, I have people who will will help me, and not just help me by agreeing that I was so horribly wronged or by I hate that person. You know, that used to be my old definition of a friend. You had to hate the other person with me. But what I have is, like, brothers and sisters in this program who help me find my part. And, and help me get back in contact with God. And what binds us is that when we're rescued, we don't just go off and celebrate our rescue, but we get back in the water and, and we help other people get rescued. And I just want to close, like, the saddest thing that happens is when we get real close to people in recovery, we have loving relationships with them, and then they decide, the disease decides that it's not done with them, and they leave. And um, and so my heart today is with all those friends that I've made along the way. Thanks for that. Thank you so much, Melissa C. All right, Rahina K., you're up next, followed by uh, Deborah S. Go ahead, Rahina. Hi there. Thanks, Chuck. Um, uh, my name's Rowena K., um, compulsory reader. Um, yeah, uh, it's been good to hear everybody today and just to be on the meeting. Um, and um, I guess my, my addiction took me to the food, um, but um, but it also brought me to the rooms. So um, it's, a, it's a mixed blessing. Um, and, um, you know, when it talks about escaping disaster together, um, to me, that means, you know, because of this fellowship and the fellows that I know in recovery, I've escaped, um, you know, the the pain of addiction um, for the most part. Um, I mean, I'm abstinent today. Um, and I guess the pain of addiction is when I'm not abstinent and, and I don't have a solution, um, you know, then it is a really painful place to be. But um, being absent can also be painful because I'm feeling my feelings. But um, the difference is that there are people that can help me um, in in recovery. You know, the people that I, I know will give me um, the solution when I speak to them. But also, um, you know, through praying to my higher power, um, 
I, I get some kind of relief from, from my feelings. Um, and people in recovery have taught me pretty much everything I know. Um, and I don't really even think that I'd still be here um, without the rooms. And um, I also feel like, um, you know, it's, it's been a lot of taking and taking um, for me. Um, and I'm really looking forward to just giving back um, when I'm at that place of sponsoring. Um, and people in, in these rooms just fill me with, with hope um, most of the time. Um, and, and I'm just really grateful to be here at this time of the year <laughs> when it's um, Christmas and um, and just having everyone here as well. So thank you for letting me share and I pause. Thank you so much, Marina. Okay, uh, Deborah S., you're up next, followed by Leia S. Go ahead, Deborah. Thank you so much, everyone, and thank you to all the people who have gone before me and do service on this meeting. Thank you. My name is Deborah S., and I'm a recovered compulsive reader from New Jersey. And, you know, you are going to meet these new friends in your own community. Um, that is for sure. And my own community, in my own house that I live in, um, I have to include those as well um, because these are the people who have been through me, you know, when I was in the depths of this disease and they are living with me, they put up with me all those years. And, um, and I continue to live here. And, um, and I do what I do. And thank you, God. And now my... You know, being a recovered woman in this program, um, I need to, you know, practice what is preached over here, you know, and and to and to work and to be the person that God wants me to be, um, you know, patient, tolerant, kindly, and loving to the people in my home and in my in my community, um, starting in my house. You know, it's one thing in the fellowship ourselves. You know, everybody loved each other. We're all friends. We're on the phone together. We meet each other. And we're so excited. But, you know, living day by day with the people in our homes, this is where I really, this is where the, the rubber meets the road. And that, that's where I, where I have to put my, my, my work in, in, you know, working this program. Um, and um, and grateful, grateful that I have the tools today. You know, grateful that I can call up a friend in this in, in our fellowship, someone I've never met, just a voice, and say, I have a 10-step, can you be available? And she listens and she gives me insight and, and, and shares her experience, strength, and hope. Thank you, God. This is a miracle that I can do that, that I don't have to keep playing that resentment over and over again in my head, but I can give it away and talk about it and see where does God want me to go with this? How can I grow spiritually? Do I need to make an amends? Send the amends out and move on and learn from this. So each day is an opportunity where I get to do this stuff in my community, in my house, um, and with fellows in the fellowship. And I'm just so grateful for all of you being here and giving me that. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Devorah S. Leah S., you're up next, and then we'll take some more names. Go ahead, Leah. Thank you so much. Um, good morning, everybody. My name is Leah S., recovered and grateful in Brooklyn, New York. So it says over here, um, you will know what it means to give of yourself 
that others may survive and rediscover life. You know, <laughs> it also means that I'm discovering a new life as well. And my attitudes and my behaviors are changing every single day. Regardless if I'm recovered already one year, it always seems to change. And let me describe it. I was in the pharmacy and I was I got a phone call. Um my daughter was wanted to meet me just about a block away and I thought to myself, Oh my God and she says, I, I had to take my son to the doctor and her son is like five years old and here I'm in the street and I would love to see her but I also wanna be the good booby that, that you know that that I can be and I'm in the store, and I'm saying to myself, oh, God, what am I going to do? I want to give this little kid something. And right away, my <laughs> I never would have thought about it. There was a box of bandages with, um, you know, all these characters. And I bought it, and, and, and I went outside eager to meet this little kid. And, you know, I what has changed about me? Um, I, I discover life in a different way. That kid was so happy with that box of bandages. But you know what? I was even happier that I found something to give, something that is meaningful, something that I believe in. And it doesn't have to be about the food, my God. It's a different way I'm looking things at things, you know. Um, how do I identify with my other fellows? My God, my innermost secrets were revealed on this line. I didn't know that that the things I did in isolation were so common between all of us or some of us. That's how I identified. And and that's how I made my friends because we're gut friends. We're we're really from the from the depth of everything and that's how we identify. Anyway, with that I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Leah S. All right, before we continue with our second group of names, we are in the chapter, A Vision for You, page 152, the third paragraph, beginning with, how is that to come about, and reading through two paragraphs, ending with, love thy neighbor as thyself. And though we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience, too. Who else would like to share today? Katie G. This is Sarah R. Sarah R. New York. Okay, Sarah R. Nancy. Russ M. Carmela G. Carmela. Larry K. Larry K. Rick, did you get Katie? I did. So I've got Katie G. Nancy T. Russ M. Carmela. And Larry K. I think we'll stop there and then see where we're at. Katie G, uh, go right ahead, and then you'll be followed by Sarah R. Go ahead, Katie. Thanks, Rick. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G, recovered in Boston. And um, what I was thinking about is the new and wonderful ties. You know, I used to be friends with people based on what you could do for me, what you could give to me. And I was not a fan. I was not <clears throat> trying to be helpful to others. 
Um, I was not engaging in my primary purpose, which is to stay mm-hmm. abstinent and to help others. And, um, you know, I think as I get right with God, as I... One moment. If I, as I get right with God, you know, I, I got I to gotta pass. I have a screaming child. Go ahead. All right, Katie. Thanks so much for giving all you do to us. And Sarah R., go ahead, and you'll be followed by Nancy T. Go ahead, Sarah. Hey, <clears throat> good morning, everyone. This is Sarah R., compulsive overeater from Brooklyn, New York. This has been such a great meeting. Um, you know, every meeting that I hear, I get on in the morning and I think, you know, there's, there's like, I'll have nothing to say. And it's just, it's amazing. There's, there's so much. Um, I love this topic, you know, this concept of like friends, this concept of how we show up. You know, it's because of this program that I'm basically able to be like a human being. You know, the concept, people are saying what kind of friends that they choose. I've always had a lot of friends, but the problem is I have a pro- like a retention problem, like keeping the friends, because that there there's one reason why, and it's called my 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 disease. And you know, being in recovery one minute at a time shows me that you know the same way that I don't want that I want people to understand and forgive me, and the same way that I want people to be patient with me and just to see me for me outside of my disease. And recovery allows me to slowly, very slowly, because I'm like an old dog, like set in my ways, and I'm a Taurus too, and I'm, I, I don't do well with anything that changes. But very, very slowly, I'm able to, you know, be of service. Yesterday, I had the opportunity to head all the way out, like two and a half hours away to be of service to a friend of mine who I wasn't talking to for a very long time, but that's just because of the gift of program. And you know what? All the things that I hadn't spoken to her about for a long time, none of those things changed. But the only thing that changed was just how I saw her for who she is. Yes, you know, and the fact that she can also be not perfect. And it's it's such a blessing, you know, it's such a blessing having this rigidity and be able, and, and being able to be open and non-rigid. So, you know, also the concept of, of why people are speaking about what they look for in friends, I realized, you know, the, um, the reason I have a lot of friends is I, I just, I give so much. But now, you know, the past few weeks, I've been wondering why have I been having to give? And I realized is because I have this Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde in me, that if I'm, let's say, tired or if I'm hungry or some, or just upset because I didn't have coping skills, I would show up like, like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And now I realize that I can just, I can just be. I don't have to come like with elaborate items. I don't have to come with elaborate helping all hours of the day, which I kind of took advantage of myself doing that. Like no self-care over there, you know, just if anyone needed anything. And the funny part is now I'm able to just show up just myself, Sarah R. from Brooklyn, and that's enough. And also the, a, a beautiful gift of the program is just being myself across the board you know, saying things I always used to say, I don't know how to talk to people and nobody gets me, but that's just because I didn't know how to communicate. And now I learned how to give over what I need to say to my higher power or if I'm upset about something. And also being in program means I don't always get upset about things because I'm able to slowly, very, and, and I'm talking about so slowly, I'm able to see a little bit where other people are coming from. And 
that's such a gift. Like this is the gift of an opportunity just to be of service, to be a human being, and for that I'm grateful. Thank you so much. With that, I pass. All right. Thank you so much, Sarah. R. Nancy T. You're up next, followed by Russ Go ahead, Nancy. Thanks, Rick. Nancy T. From recovered from Lewiston, Idaho, this morning, and you know I just couldn't let this uh, these couple paragraphs go by without saying something because, like every single person who has shared before me this morning, I have found the true meaning of um, not just friendship in the rooms here, but belonging. You know, before I think I existed in life and now I live life. You know, I'm a part of it. I'm not just going through watching it happen. I'm participating. And part of that means in relationships with other people. You know, I have um, a couple of friends that I met when I very first years ago um, came into the rooms and we still connect with each other. We've been to each other's homes, even though we live miles apart. We've gone to retreats together. You know, we share in each other's lives. And I remember first coming in and I would hear people share about things that were very personal. And I thought, man, is she crazy? Why is she saying that on this telephone or on this Zoom call or on this in this meeting, you know? And then the feedback that she would get was so heartfelt. You could tell people cared and people could relate. It was the very first time I really understood what it meant that um, our weaknesses bind us together, not our strengths. And I realized pretty soon it allowed me to be able to open up and share those vulnerable things about myself that I always felt I had to keep hidden because, oh, my God, people would judge me and nobody would like me and they would think I was weird. And, you know, and that's not at all what happened. People just said, keep coming back. You know, I'm sorry that happened. Or, you know, hey, this guy has been through this same thing. Maybe you should give him a call. It's just amazing the the support here. I don't can't think of any issue I've ever had come up where somebody hasn't been able to either um, tell me their experience, strength, and hope or connect me with somebody who has had similar experience, strength, and hope. It's an amazing resource that we have. And more than that, it's my family. You know, it's kind of funny because, um, you know, I'll be doing something with my daughter and I'll say, oh, I need to take this call and I'll, you know, I'll go take a call and then you know, she might say, who was that or something? I'll say, oh, just a friend. she go, oh, I know. You know, she just kind of laughs because um, she knows I keep anonymity and stuff. But I just, um, yeah, I just wanted to share because it's much, much more than just friendships. Um, I mean, or just relationships. It's true friendships and a second family. I've been truly blessed. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Rick. Uh, thanks, Nancy T. Uh, Russ M., you're up next, followed by Carmel and G. Go ahead, Russ. Good morning, Rick. Thanks a lot for your service. I appreciate it. Good morning, everyone. We'll make new and wonderful ties, and we'll, ex- <laughs> we'll ex- escape disaster. I love it. That, oh, my gosh, that's a story of my life. It's like they're writing for Russ M. here. Dude, I connect so deeply with people on this line because of what we suffer, that there are people that know me my whole life, know me inside and out, that I can never have a relationship like I do 
with my fellows. And that's so valuable to me because, you know, you did. You did save me from from disaster. People, when I when I first came on the line and in my home group, said I don't have to live this way anymore. Y'all know the story. Anybody heard, ever heard my shirt shared or all the same? But I'm on new soil because of God, this fellowship, and my fellows. I wouldn't be living this life. You know, it ain't perfect. I don't. The bank account ain't loaded. You know, not everybody, I don't have every great relationship with everyone, but I'm useful, effective, and I have a way of life that keeps me out of other people's business and keeps me sane and useful. Well, I don't know, I don't know about 100% sane. I mean, I can't go that far, but you know what I'm getting at. And, you know, some of the best things, some of the best conversations my wife and I have, she says, you need a 10th step. It's such a great way of life. She knows. They know now. You know, they understand that the people in this fellowship are my family. They've helped me. And so, you know, I'm only here because somebody 12, uh, you know, they 12-step me, you know. And they shared a message with me. So I owe. And that is, I got to do for others, man. I owe. And I'll never be able to repay that debt. And that's the truth. There's no, I ain't trying to be over, overly dramatic and sound good and all that BS. I just, it's what it is. I'd be dead if it wasn't for this program. God, this program, my fellas. Have a great day. I hope you're, I hope you're crushing it. I'll pass. All right, Russ. Thank you, brother. Carmela G, you're up next, followed by Larry K. Go ahead, Carmela. Thank you so much. Have a and everyone on the line, thank you for being there every single day. The line and you commence shoulder to shoulder, shoulder your common journey, and then you will know what it means to give of yourself that others may survive and rediscover life. I didn't get into program until my later years, and I thought... Friendship, camaraderie, and those closest to me were to be there for me to vomit up all my wants and all my disappointments. And today, through working these steps and my relationship with a power greater than myself, I have truly learned what love thy neighbor means. And getting out of self. And it's so interesting because my family members who love me and see my going out to help others with either calls or visits, they get concerned because they said, oh, come on, you got to reserve some energy for yourself. That's an emotional drain. And One example is just this past weekend, a friend of mine, not in program, uh, a friend who I went to high school with, so that's a long-term friendship, in her wedding party. I've known her for over 60 years, and her husband recently received a diagnosis and is going downhill rapidly, and he is near death. I haven't spoken to her or seen her in a while, 
but she called to share this with me. I immediately took a journey, and I spent the morning before she went with her husband to visit with her, just having a cup of tea and listening and sharing her sorrow and her fears, but yet keeping my mouth shut. And then, after she was finished, telling her what a beautiful wife she was and mother and what a beautiful journey she and her husband. That was getting out of Carmela's head. And that was not emotionally draining. That was fulfilling because I could bring joy and hope to another human being. That is truly what friendship means today to me. So when I extend myself and I get out of self, I get back so much. Because Just a reminder. Thank you so much. I get back from my higher power the rewards and joy in my own life. And with that, I pass, and thank you very much. Thank you, Carmela. Larry Kay, you're up next, followed by KDG, who's going to be able to rejoin us. Go ahead, Larry. Hey, Rick. Thanks so much. Uh, thank you, everybody. I Boy, it talks about that we're uh, among them. You'll find you will make lifelong friends. You will be bound to them with a new and wonder with new and wonderful ties. You know, you're escaping disaster together. You know, my my friendships with you. It's kind of like a um, an invisible coat of armor. You know, because God has worked through you, and you've helped me to become a, a better human being, a better man. And other than, you know, like, I'd like to get more out of, like, Harlan and, and Leah Ann. They, they, could, they could do a little more for me. <laughs> but, no, but I, I've met so many wonderful people that have, uh, that have taught me, from, you know, and not necessarily directly. I watch them. I watch these people. I watch their recovery. It's extraordinary. They gave me hope when I didn't see any hope uh, in myself. I didn't see. And, you know, what's really cool today is that I've, you know, I've, it, it mirrors life, uh, these friendships, because I've ridden Harleys with people in program, but I've been to funerals with people in program. I've, you know, been through, um, as they were going through a divorce or a new career or a birthday or, or 9-11. I remember early, early in program for me, you know, just all the different ups and downs of life, and you've made me a, a better person. You continue to make me a better person. That's the beauty of program. And that's what I didn't understand when I first walked in the rooms, you know. I didn't understand what, that this, this fellowship would be a, a, an instrumental part of my life, that program would be who I am, not something I do in my spare time. I didn't, I didn't understand that. So when I read these paragraphs, it's, um, it's just, it, it speaks to the miraculous nature of this deal. It's really cool. So with that, I pass. Thanks, Rick. Thank you so much, Larry Kay. Katie G, you're up next, then we'll see if we got time for one or two more. Go ahead, Katie. Katie G, you with us? Yeah, I was double muted. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me try again. Katie G, recovered compulsive eater in Boston. Um, 
You know, the first thing that this reminds me of is my primary purpose. So selfishness, self-centeredness, dishonesty, and fear are my problem, right? And I don't know how to be other-centered. I grew up believing that I should be someone else at some other time with some other people doing something else. And I had a hole in my soul. And I was bound to people like I was bound to the food. So I was going to shove you in, use you, and then throw you up. And that's just the truth. I did not know how to have relationships. I think it's really vital that I recognize that I am going to learn friendships with new and wonderful ties. That I remember that God is sending me who I need, what I need, when I need, for as long as I need it. Because there are many people on this line um, that I am dear friends with. But we are bound by a common solution, which is these 12 steps, which are the treasure map that get us to God. Because what happens when I work the steps is I uncover, discover, and discard everything that's blocking me from love. And in the beginning, I did not know how to love anyone. I remember a fellow's son killed themselves. And I was resentful at her because she did not contact me. And that was my best effort to be a friend. So please, God, continue to show me. We commence shoulder to shoulder on a common journey. You know, like I really thought that in OA, it was the time for me to be Miss Popular, for me to get back my high school years. I'll be the cheerleader for Vision for You. I'll be the most famous visionary, and I will sound the best, and I will never make mistakes in front of everyone. And I have to tell you that living with all of you and journeying with all of you is such a pleasure because I fall flat on my face, I do the work, I get to God, and then I get back to you. Because when I'm right with you, I'm right with God. And when I'm right with God, I'm right with you. And there is that, you know, please God, be the divine third in my relationships. And when I'm disturbed, whenever I'm disturbed, help me to remember the first step. God, please remove my fear. How can I be helpful to them, not me? To them, not me. This is an other-centered solution. And with that, I pass. All right, Katie G., thank you so much. Glad we could hear you or share today. Uh, would anybody else like to share? We've got time for maybe two more two-minute shares if somebody wants to take those. Penny C. Penny C. Okay. Anyone else for a two-minute? Toby two K. Toby K. Uh, John. What's your first name? Sorry. The, uh, Kirby K. Toby. Toby. Toby K. Gotcha, Toby. All right, I got Penny C. Toby K. I have two two-minute shares. Go ahead, Penny C. Thank you so much, Rick. I'm Penny C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from the Boston area, and all the shares have been, thank you so much, everybody who's already shared before me. It says here that you are going to meet these new friends in your own community. My community has extended to continents all over the world through the through the, the miracle of Zoom and, and the unwanted pa- pandemic. Look what it's done for from 
for most of us, getting getting on meetings in so many different continents, and so um, even before even before Zoom, five years ago, I had back surgery, really serious, and I knew that one of the consequences or the outcomes could be that I might be paralyzed, and um, and I want someone in programs suggested I start asking people for prayers which I did, never never asked for prayers for myself before. And one woman in, in from this, this fellowship in Israel took a bus and a train and went to the Western Wall and put my name there. Another woman called me up and said, my sister's a nun, and she's living with 28 retired nuns, and they're all praying for you. And individuals from all over, all over the area, not just my local area, geographically, but from, as I said, continents all over the world. Just un- unbelievable. And then when I went to the uh, pre-op room and I asked about the metal I wear around my neck for 34 years, over 34 years, I've hardly ever taken it off. It's got the praying hands on one side and the, whole, and the serenity prayer on the back. And and my daughter said to the nurse in the pre-op room, um, she knows she has to take that off, but she hardly Get ever Just a reminder. Does. Oh, thank you. Let me just finish this. And the woman in the pre-op room, the nurse, was a 12-step program person. So she took the, the medal off, went and got some gauze, wrapped up my medal and put it, taped it to my hand. And when I woke up in the recovery room, it was around my neck. So just miracle after miracle in this community that I love so much. And thank you for letting me continue. I pass. All right, Penny C. Thank you so much. Toby K., you're up, and you're going to um, take us out. Go ahead, Toby. Um, hi, I'm uh, Toby K. from uh, Long Island, New York. Um, I'm really overwhelmed with these fears. I'm getting the chills. I feel like crying. Um, and I'm so grateful to be with all of you. I know I need to reach out more uh, because I've been given so much in this program. Um, uh, you, you made me uh, a person, and, um, you know, in, in Yiddish there's expression mensch. You made me a mensch, uh, like a, a grown-up, and... Um, you, you made me improve, improve myself and care about other people where my attitude is, um, what have you done for me lately? So I, I really appreciate um, all the shares and the fellowship um, and, of course, God who, who brought me to this program. And thank you so much for letting me share. I pass. All right, Toby Case. Um, thank you so much for taking us out. Thank you, everyone who shared. And um, please join us for a second unrecorded hour study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Monday, December 13th, 2021, is 18,229. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Well, Dara L., please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yeah, thank you so much for your service. This is Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. 
we realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.